So today I wanted to talk to you about what's going on right now with a lot of people. You know, we're just exiting 2019, which is the end of a decade. And for a lot of people, that means we ended a lot of really difficult and tough cycles in our lives, whether it was cycles in relationships or in career or just personal relationships. We were learning a lot of lessons and learning lessons is never easy. So 2020 is kicking off for us a brand new year and it's kicking off a brand new decade of new cycles. And for a lot of people, we are up-leveling. We are totally up-leveling for 2020. I mean, we are, for many of us, becoming the big, huge successes we were always meant to be. But with that growth still comes a lot of lessons because I feel like the universe is always testing us. And when we want to manifest really awesome things in our lives, we're going to be tested to see if the universe thinks we're ready for whatever it is we want to manifest. And it's not a negative thing. It's not a bad thing. I don't want you to think it's a bad thing. But it's kind of like, okay, you're asking for this huge, awesome responsibility. Can you handle it? Do you remember when you were younger? Let's say for me, I was probably sixth or seventh grade and I would beg, mom, can I please stay by myself? I know what I'm doing. I can handle it. And my mom would always be like, I don't know. Like your brother is four years older. He's always been home to watch you. But as my brother got older and was in high school, he had a social life and he wanted to go hang out with his friends. So he wasn't always home. And my mom, you know, like any parent, would be like, well, let's see if you can handle it. So it would be, we'll start off by letting you stay by yourself for two hours. We'll see how you do. And then we'll up it, you know? So that's how it was. It was like a test. Can you handle two hours by yourself? You know, it was, I mean, it was always my sister and I. We were never alone. But can you handle it? Well, can you handle three? You build up to it. And in the same way, it's like the universe is testing us to say, can you handle what it is you've asked for? You've asked for this huge responsibility. Can you handle it? Because for some of us, having a lot of money is huge responsibility. And you may be thinking to yourself, what do you mean? What is it a huge responsibility to have money? Because when you have a lot of money, you have more to give. I feel like it's been my responsibility to also give back to people. I have people who contact me and say, you know, I really need help, but I don't know, and I can't afford, and blah, blah, blah. And it's not my job to enable people. I don't mean that. But, you know, there are people who come to you and they honestly tell you, like, I can't afford and I don't know what to do. And your gut tells you you've got to help somebody when you know they probably can't really help you back. But you know that it's your responsibility to help someone who isn't in the position to be able to pay you anything back. But also, you have to be discerning because some people will say that even though they could pay you back. You know what I mean? Like there's a fine line. So the universe says, okay, I'm giving you this huge responsibility. I'm giving you this platform. I'm giving you this podcast, this business, this whatever. 
people are going to come to you and they're going to say, I need help. And some people aren't going to want to pay for it. And some people are. And let me tell you what, I've been a single mom for so long and a teacher. And if that doesn't say fixed income, I don't know what does. And I'm not defining myself and I'm not trapping myself by that label of saying like, oh, I'm always going to have financial problems. No, I don't think I do. And I'm not going to, but I know I've been there. Like I know the, the frustration, the fear, the everything that surrounds not knowing whether or not you're going to be able to pay the bills that come in. Like I've been there. And I've been raised by somebody who's been there. And so I understand that. But I also understand the flip side of that, of learning how to break free from those, I, I think they're limiting beliefs. I think they're fears about money. And believe me, I know that a part of me still every day has to make a concerted effort to bust through those fears because it is very easy for me to go back to a place of, I don't have enough. I'm never going to have enough. But I choose every day to get up and not to have a mindset of lack or fear. And it takes work. It takes effort because it's so easy for me to slip back into that. Oh my gosh, what if I don't have enough? And here's the thing that I know. When I start slipping back into that mindset, I can tell. Things around me show it. Unexpected bills roll in. Like my business kind of gets stale for a while. And I know it's my energy. My energy is attracting all of that. Because as soon as I realize what's happening and I get into alignment again. And for me, getting into alignment is as simple as doing a tapping, doing a meditation, and starting my mantras. When I start doing all of that stuff again, and I'm really active, and I'm actively changing my thoughts, stuff around me starts changing too. I mean, if there is one thing that I have learned throughout the past three years It is that I absolutely create my reality with my thoughts. And when I stop paying attention to my thoughts, that's when things start going awry. Because when I'm paying attention to my thoughts and I realize that a negative thought's coming in, I blow it out of the water. I'm like, nope, no, see you, bye, not welcome here. And I start changing that thought. But a lot of times when we go on autopilot, we don't do that because we're so busy. We, we don't stop. We don't focus. We're not. We're just, we get out of alignment. When you have a fear of something, when you fear something won't work out, when you doubt, you are out of alignment. And honestly, the easiest thing you can do to start getting back in alignment is to realize, number one, you have to realize you're out of alignment. And when you realize you're out of alignment is when you realize those fear-based thoughts are coming in. When you, let's say, okay, let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, you see a pair of boots that you really want. You love them. You think they're cute. It's a good deal. You're like, yeah, I'm going to get these boots. And then all of a sudden you get a thought that says, you can't get these boots because you have a bill from, you know, your phone company, it's going to be really big. Oh, but if you get these boots, people are going to think you're selfish because you bought them for yourself. You spent money. 
what are people going to think when you spent this? Or your kids need this, why would you spend that money? When those kind of thoughts start coming in, you're out of alignment. Okay, no, you don't want to go crazy spending tons of money. But if you want something for yourself, you know, you shouldn't withhold it. Like you deserve it. Get it if you want it. We're not, we don't have, you know, champagne taste on a beer budget here. I'm just saying this is how I was with money. Like I would want to get something, a perfectly reasonable thing. And I would guilt myself out of it because I would be like, you know what? You don't need this. You've already got this. You don't blah, 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 blah. And what I realized was I was totally out of alignment with money when it came to money because I had this constant fear that there was not going to be enough. And what I was doing was actually perpetuating more lack because I was saying, I'm not going to have enough. It's not coming to me, blah, blah, blah. I'm worried. Well, just like in a relationship, a normal relationship, if you fear that your partner doesn't love you enough or is going to wander somewhere else, if you constantly are like trying to control your partner and put your hand on that partner and say, you know what, look at me, pay attention to me, like you want me, what you're actually going to do is drive that person away because you are focusing on the wrong thing and We call that a self-fulfilling prophecy because what you're actually doing is calling it into being. What we don't sometimes seem to grasp is how powerful our energy is. Our energy is so strong. And when we're trying to manifest things, if we accidentally let go of our thoughts and let them run wild and we focus on the wrong thing, we're calling that in. So if you want your partner, if you want to have a loving, awesome, romantic, equal 50-50 give and take relationship, but you're focused on all the flaws you have in your relationship, and I'm not saying for one minute that you ignore red flags. If there are red flags in your relationship, there are. But oftentimes we create our own red flags because we tend to focus on the negative because as I've been preaching for so many months, our brain has a natural tendency to focus on the negative. But if you were to actually just focus on the good, the positive, and I remember listening to, I was listening to a lecture by, um, by the people who channel Abraham, okay, the tribe of Abraham. So I was listening to a lecture and they were talking about, you know, if people would just focus on the good In their partner, they're actually cultivating more good. But when they focus on the flaws, they're cultivating more of that. And it's so it's so funny that this comes up because I was talking to my son tonight and he is doing so much better in school. Like I think I've said this before, but I just want to brag about how well he's doing. But he got all A's except for one on all of his finals. And he did well overall. It was just all A's and one was 100%. And I was just blown away by that because he's just struggled for so long, but he's trying so hard. And I said to him tonight, I was like, you know what? I said, I'm really proud of those grades. And he said, well, you know what, mom? Last time when I wasn't doing well, 
I just quit because when I wasn't doing well, that's what you harped on. You didn't harp on what what I could do better or what I could do. You just picked on what I was doing wrong. And so I just thought I can't do anything right. So why would I even try? And that's what happens a lot in our relationships. We focus on the negative and we focus on what we don't like. And so we tell our partner, I don't like this in you. I think, you know, this is wrong. You do this wrong. You do this wrong. And all we do is we discourage that person from even wanting to be better because at that point, why? You've already told them all the ways they disappointed you. And I feel that. I felt that deep in my soul because I felt that in relationships too. I've had people that I've been in relationships who told me all the ways that I was terrible to them when really it was just they had a different expectation and I didn't quite live up to that expectation. But I could have had that person gone about it differently had they been like, you know what? I love this about you. I love this about you, boo. We can work on these things, but I really love this. That's not the way the person chose to go about it. And that's not how I went about it with my son. And thinking about what they said, I'm like, you know what? I totally could have handled that differently. If I wouldn't have said, you're screwing up and this is what you're doing wrong. Instead, if I said, hey, you do this well, you do this well, you're really good at this. Can we fix this? If I had approached it from a different way... And that's basically what the teachings of Abraham, that's what they said. When we focus on the positive, people want to rise up. They want to be better. And it's true, really. It is true because I've had bosses who made me want to be better. And I've had bosses who pointed out every flaw I had. And I was just like, why do I even care? Why am I bothering? I'm not going to live up to any expectation you have for me. I hate this. I hate you. I'm done. I mean, you know, it makes sense. People will shut down when you choose to focus on their weaknesses. And you know what? We all have them. No one is perfect. But when we choose to focus on the positive, that's when we raise people up. And you're going to be tested in 2020. I feel like the first part of 2020 has been so many tests. It has for me. And I'm not saying 2020 has been awful. It hasn't. It's been good. But I've been tested in a lot of ways. And I know I've shared some of this with you. And I talked about how, you know, I think I talked to you about how my phone bill, like it was supposed to go down and went up. And I thought, okay, you know, my first instinct always with that stuff is still to go, oh, have a gut reaction and go, like I've been punched in the gut, like, oh, money, it's money. And then I'm like, no, okay, no, we're not telling that story anymore. And so today, you know, I thought, no, I know I have enough money to pay this bill, but it's just not right that they did what they did. So I'm going to, I'm going to go at this again because I'm just not okay with them just charging people double. So You know, I called, I got on the phone to my company again, and I said, you know, here's the deal. Like, I've been a loyal customer, and I pay, and it's not like I'm not going to pay you, but this is wrong. This is wrong. And the guy said, yeah, I agree with you. So he's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to at least take half of that off. And I truly believe, again, it's a test of 
me not coming at it like, oh, if you don't take this, I can't pay this and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have enough. And I don't know, because it's really easy to go there, especially if you're in a position where you've always had kind of a fixed income. And I have been because teaching is not a place where they're just going to suddenly go, you're going to get a $3 million raise. It doesn't happen. It'd be great. It would be great if they had like an NFL draft for teachers where they would be like, oh, you're great. So we're going to give you more money. It doesn't matter. You can be a sucky teacher or an absolutely fabulous teacher. You're going to get paid the same no matter what, which isn't fair, but it is what it is. So I have to get used to that. But I don't have to live in a lack mindset, even though I know my income is what it is. I don't have to live in a lack mindset. I can still not be afraid and I can still live my life. And it's crazy because when I do that, when I don't let the fear creep in, amazing things show up for me. And also, you know, I had, I know that I've been kind of telling you what's going on with my kids right now. And I can't tell you everything because of legal stuff, but you know, it's just been tough that my kids have just had a rough time recently. And my daughter came to my room last night and when she opened the door, like she was already in tears. And she, you know, she was like, mom, I just, I feel alone. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't feel good. And was crying. And I mean, that girl, like I held her for probably 30 to 40 minutes and she just cried and I just said, you know, get it out. I understand. And there really wasn't much for me to say other than just to be there for her. And I, you know, all I said to her is, you're not alone. I'm here always. And I understand. This is a tough time. The age she is, being a senior, going off to college, it's tough. It's rough. It's tough time. I get it. And I just said, you know, I'm here And I said to her afterwards, I said, you know, why don't we do a tapping? I'll do it with you. We'll just do a tapping. She did it with me. You know, I think at first she was like, oh, you know, my kids are still like, what do you do? Like, I know you're trying to help, but I know it's weird, you know, because I didn't raise them this way because I didn't know about all of this stuff and all the tools that you have at your fingertips until a few years ago. But I said to her, and I I wish I had because it would have helped a lot. But I said to her, I said, let's do a tapping, you know. And so we found a tapping for emotional pain. And we did it together. And afterwards, she didn't really say anything, but a lot more tears came out when she was doing it. And then she said, okay, I have to do my math homework. And then today, she was very much like, I love you, mom. And thanks, mom. And I know she felt better. So these tools do work. But it it's so hard as a parent to watch your child go through something that you can't really do anything about. You know, I mean, you can't take the pain away. You can't make it better. It's just one of those. And I told her, I said, you know, it's a process. I said, you have emotional pain and you're going to have to heal from it. And it's going to be a one day at a time thing. And some days you're going to feel really good. And then other days you're going to feel like a train hit you and it's just going to hurt. And you just have to go through it. You just have to heal it. 
And I said, it's like layers of an onion. You're going to heal one layer and you'll feel better. And then all of a sudden there's this other layer. And I said, you just have to be patient with yourself and know that you're not crazy. You're not, you know, it's not normal. You're, you're going through what anyone who experiences trauma goes through and it sucks. It sucks. And in so many ways, even I am dealing with feelings of anger because for so long, like I tried to be the strong parent and a good parent And I had them most of the time, you know, their dad only had them every other weekend, but that was enough time to really mess with them. And it's so infuriating because I mean, I even remember when I was pregnant with them that I stopped drinking soda and stopped drinking coffee, things I loved and trying to do all the things the doctors told me to do to make sure that they would be safe and born healthy. And you can do all of that stuff. And if they have one crappy parent, it doesn't matter. But they're still like going through counseling and all of the other crap. And it isn't fair. But I know that it's also something that I have to go through with them. Because we're being tested. You know, it's... Are you going to let this make you bitter and just say, forget all the stuff I've learned and what I've gone through? And no, that isn't an option for me. And what I did instead is to be there and to use the tools that I've learned to help her. And 2020 has started off testing me a lot. But I know it's because I'm getting ready to up-level. When you get ready to up-level, the you-know-what is going to hit the fan. It does. It just does. And I don't say that to scare you. It should be a positive thing because what it means is you're getting ready for a huge promotion and to be to experience amazing things. But the universe has to know that you're ready. And remember, it's a process. Just because you fail one little test doesn't mean you fail. The universe will just test you again and say, okay, did you learn? Do you know? Did you do it differently this time? So this podcast episode is really just to encourage you to keep going. And if you're being tested, you feel like 2020, you're really being tested so far. Don't get upset about it. Don't get frustrated. It means you're getting ready to up-level. You're getting ready to shed that cocoon and become the beautiful butterfly that you were always meant to be. Remember that you have so many tools at your fingertips to help you. We have emotional freedom techniques. So the tappings, go to YouTube, search for whatever it is you're feeling, and then do the tapping that goes along with it. We have meditations. We have manifest and not manifestation sorry that's what we want to get we have affirmations that we can do so saying to yourself things that make you feel better there are all these things there's no need to suffer be patient with yourself and know that good things are coming to you okay they just are and i am here for you for whatever you need so don't forget that All right, guys, well, I wanted to pull a card from you. I got a new deck, and it is called The Twin Flame Messages by Mystic Moon. 
I love this deck. It's so different from all of the other decks I have. It's more focused on twin, twin flame relationships, romantic relationships, which I normally don't really talk about too much. But I just saw this. I saw a reading with her and I was like, you know what? I want this deck. So I got it and I really, really like it. So if you don't need any romantic advice or whatever, you can just skip right through this. But if you do, you know, maybe you just want to see what this deck is all about. So whoever it is you're thinking about, I pulled two cards and these are the messages I got. The first one I got is I'm just doing what I have to do right now. So if you are dealing with someone romantically and it just seems like you're not seeing their true persona, you're not really seeing them react to you the way that you think that they should, they're just doing what they have to do right now. A lot of people are really in survival mode and what that means is they don't necessarily do things that make them happy. They're just doing things to get by. They're just doing things to survive. But a lot of people, when they start going through awakening, they start shutting that. You know, they're like, you know what? I'm just doing what I have to do to survive. But eventually you can only do that for so long before people get to that. Is this really what life's all about kind of mode? And they have to break out of that. So what I'm getting is that your person is just doing what they have to do right now. Things will change, but they need their time. They're going to have to go through that awakening to realize that there's more to life than just this and they have to break free if they ever want to be happy. And then two cards came out. So the second one I got was you're all I've ever wanted. So if you were wondering, yes, you're all they've ever wanted, but they're just focused on surviving right now. They're in survival mode and that's not a fun place to be because you tolerate a lot of crap that you wouldn't tolerate otherwise because you're just trying to get through it. But awakening will come. Awakening always does come. And when it comes, people realize there has to be more to life than this. You know, there just has to be more to life than this. For me, that was like two years ago that I went through that. Some people, it takes longer. Some people are a little slow on the uptake and that's okay. Everyone gets there in their own time. But this is saying, if you were wondering, this is what's going on. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for listening. And if you like my podcast, please subscribe. Please share it with others. Please leave me a review from wherever you're listening. That helps people find me. That helps me and my mission to help as many people heal as possible. If you'd like to work with me, right now is the perfect time because all of my coaching sessions and packages are 30% off. The pricing that is on my website is the 30% off for right now. So you can go to my website, you can pay through PayPal, and then when you're ready to book, just email me or you can contact me really through my website, through social media, however you want to contact me. You can text me and call me and we will book that way, you will get the best time slot for you. Also, I offer readings, Reiki, past life regression. So if you want to work with me, just go to my website at melissaoatman.com. You will see everything that I offer along with a description and pricing. When you want to book, you'll have to contact me so we can set up the session for you. All of my sessions are done through Zoom, which is a free video chat website for you. So 
I also encourage you to follow me on social media because I do free card readings. It's usually Mondays at 530 Central on Facebook. But if it's a holiday, as this coming Monday is, then I do it on Tuesday. So check the calendar. I go by the school calendar if it's a public holiday. And I will usually let you know Then I do it on Tuesdays because I usually try to do something with my kids on the holiday. So this Monday is Martin Luther King Day. So I will be going live on Tuesday. And I usually also try to go live. Well, not live, but I upload videos to Instagram. I do need to try to go live on Instagram. I just haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. Uh, but I do upload videos to IGTV. I do little mini readings there too. So don't forget to check me out. Follow me on social media. And as always, I just want to thank you so much for being with me, being a part of my tribe. I love you. I am sending you so much love and light. I hope that you guys see amazing, massive blessings this week and know that if it seems like so many things are happening and going wrong. You're just being tested. The universe is seeing, are you ready for the next level? And I know you are, and you can do it. And I will be there with you. So I love you guys. I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.